Hi, I'm Dawn Kendall. And I'm Alex Howarth. And this is the Yoga Life Podcast. Welcome to episode 8 of the Yoga Life Podcast. This week we're going to be talking about forgiveness. Before we delve into that, let's just have a little check-in. How are you doing, Alex? I'm good, thanks, Dawn. How are you? I'm very good, yeah. Yeah. Have you had much thought about habits from last week? Mm, not a great... I'm sure I have. And maybe you go first this week. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my habit has been the journaling. Even just short and sweet, just opening the journal and writing one thing. I actually saw a journal the other day in a shop, which inspired uh, the idea of just writing one thing. And it was like a five-year writing one line a day. And it looked really cool. Oh, I want it. Yeah. That does sound good. So, yeah, it looked really cute. Might put it on my Christmas list. But I liked the idea that it literally was one line a day. A thought a day. And, yeah, short and sweet. Oh, I like the sound of that. Where was it? Lisa Angel. Um, cute. Um, and how have you found the journaling one line a day or just writing a little bit each day? Uh, hard to remember to do. <laughs> have you gave, given it like a point in your day where you do it, like giving it a routine? Not really. That's my problem. Um, I get up at different times every day. And so doing it in the morning is not really ideal. Sometimes doing it at night, but then I'm very keen to just get into bed and go to sleep. So it's just finding a routine, really. Generally, it's been sat down when I go to sit down to do any admin for the day or like look at my diary for the day. I mean, fair enough. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I get what you mean. It's just finding that right thing with your morning coffee, perhaps. Something like that. Or your morning tea, whatever you happen to have. Don't know. Um, habits for me, I guess I'm trying to, still trying, I think I bought this up ages ago, uh, find my routine with the gym. Mm-hmm. And it's creating new habits of set times that I go each week and putting it into my diary and not erring away from it. So today is a Monday and the plan is to go for a swim before I teach this evening. So I give myself some time off and go. Then on a Tuesday, I go in the evening, on a Wednesday, I go in the morning, on a Thursday. It's my day off, so it does change on a Thursday. And then on a Friday, me and a friend have got a, an actual like gym date booked in the diary each Friday. And so it's kind of trying to figure that all out and trying to stick with it. But also not beat myself up if it doesn't happen. Yeah, and it's, it's all about scheduling it, isn't it, as well, when you're self-employed, making sure you put it in diaries and yeah. make, take the time to do it. Um, but yeah, you've got to enjoy it to make it a habit too. Yeah, absolutely. I find it much easier to go to the gym on a Wednesday and a Friday because I'm meeting a friend there. But I can't rely on other people to make sure I go to the gym. I think that's what CrossFit was good for, isn't it? Yeah, totally. And that's a habit that I'm going to bring back this week post bad cold is go back to the gym um, probably tomorrow after yoga tonight. Yay! I've got Dawny into Monday night yoga and it's made me so happy. <laughs> Love it. It's like old times. Mm-hmm. So let's move on to forgiveness. Before we delve into what what we're going to look at in terms of forgiveness, I've got a sort of definition that I found. So, and this is saying that this is from a psychologist's point of view. Um, a conscious, deliberate decision to release feelings of resentment or vengeance 
towards a person or group who has harmed you, regardless of whether they actually deserve your forgiveness. Forgiveness does not mean forgetting, nor does it mean condoning or excusing offences. Where does that fit with how we're going to look at forgiveness? I mean, to be fair, it's pretty pretty spot on really um I just love the use of the word vengeance (laughs) I don't know why (laughs) um but no that's it forgiveness can be I think on a huge spectrum can't it it could be something tiny um or it could be something huge and I think we'll go for middle middle ground stuff today um I guess to make it a little bit more uh I guess we can all get on board with that. I doubt yeah. all of us are sat here with some kind of vengeance or arch nemesis or anything like that. Um, and I feel like with little tiny things, we'll cover it within the middle ground stuff. So we're not talking forgiving awful, awful things. However, it absolutely essentially means the same thing and you go about it in exactly the same way. You go about forgiving someone in exactly the same way, regardless of the size. But we'll go middle ground. Yeah, I keep think. it keep it light. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're just to really, really thinking about uh, forgiveness today. Everything you've said in that definition absolutely ticks the boxes of what we're going to talk about. But we're going to make it incredibly approachable, usable, and also explain why it's something that we should work on. Because yeah. I don't think people really think about forgiveness on a day to day basis. Do you? No, no, not really. Um, I think it's one of those things that you th- I would have thought about more as a kid when you think about like forgiving friends for little things, um, or I don't know, later on it's just forgiving wrongs. I think it's become quite a routine thing for me anyway, so I don't think I hold much I forgive easily. Well, that's nice. No grudges <laughs> yeah. around here. Yeah. No what grudges. a boring podcast. Right, we're over and out. <laughs> <laughs> so should we start with why we should forgive? Why is it important that we do forgive people or ourselves or all of the above? Definitely all of the above. You knew I was going to say that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, all of the above. We need to forgive because when... Okay, so if we think about everything that we've talked about over the podcast, what we are looking to do is improve our quality of life, improve our, well, essentially via the quality of our thoughts. We're thinking about um, becoming happier, becoming lighter, becoming, I guess, almost nicer people, because generally the, the, the happier you are, the kinder you are, the more conscientious you are we've been talking about compassion and ahimsa so that's non-violence to both yourself and to others generally all of the things that we've been talking about will probably make you a nicer person now we could practice all of this stuff easily but at the end of the day if you've got some grudge some resentment some anger sat in you it really causes almost like a darkness Um, within you and this comes through in various different ways in various different behaviors so if for instance you hold a grudge against I'm going to go for something that's probably very common Mm -hmm. even if we don't talk about it if we hold some kind of grudge and resentment towards our parents it's therapy time guys (laughs) if we hold some kind of grudge and resentment towards our parents about something that they have done in our past and I'm sure we all have those kind of little issues 
or big issues with our parents that you're like, why? Why was this even an issue in my childhood? Why is this causing me pain today? And we can generally make it a real big thing. Yeah. But if we were to let that go, if we were to forgive our parents for that thing, um, it becomes a lot easier to apply all our other yogic practices to that person. So let's say I'm really pissed at my mum for something or other. She did when I was 13 years old. Don't know what it was. Um, I can make up an ex- excuse but or an example, but uh, she, I'm, I'm mad at her about something that she did. If I hold on to that, and it's kind of always in the back of my mind, that's going to taint the way that I treat my mum. Even if it was years ago, and even if I've kind of forgotten about it, it'll be such a learned behaviour that I will still treat my mum the way I have always treated her from when I was mad at her way back when. So being compassionate, being kind, applying non-violence, truthfulness, etc., non-stealing, all of the things become a lot, lot harder to do because there is this negative energy, essentially, behind my actions towards my mum. And that's not nice. I mean, we all want to be in a great or have a great relationship with our parents. Uh, sometimes it's harder because our parents perhaps don't feel the same way or they've got their own shit going on, which, God, I don't know how old you guys were when you realised your parents had your own shit. But I was 17 and it was quite the wake-up call. <laughs> <laughs> but we all learn this. At some point in our life, we realise that our parents aren't perfect. They're, oh, shit, they are humans. And it's very easy at that point in whatever age you are to realise that they're not going to be perfect therefore they're going to fuck up therefore we're going to need to forgive them or we end up holding on to that resentment that negative energy for all of our relationship going forward and when we like when we talked about compassion do you remember that even when we're talking about people who have really pissed us off that are perhaps real dickheads we still offer them compassion because by offering them negativity or throwing negativity right back at them only makes us feel shit they're, they're, they're feeling negative already. They're full of negative energy already. So us throwing more at them is only going to ruin our own day. Yeah, I think, and I think like the parent thing is, I think it's easier as you get older anyway, because you start to see what real life is like and you're not in this um, child bubble where you think money grows on trees, the food, <laughs> of food, food magically fills the fridge. And your parents make rules because they make rules, not because of any reasoning behind them. You think they're just being mean. But yeah, as you get older, you obviously, you see why they're doing it, don't you? But it is good to let go because I think it can really, imagine if you had those deep-seated, like, you're not forgiving them for something. And you then take it into, say, you become a parent and, you, you know, you might completely parent judged on that bit of you know of you whereas I yeah it's nice to think that I mean I'm quite a forgiving person and then bringing the compassion in like they did the best that they thought they were doing Mm -hmm. and and that's where you have to let go and then realize that you're going to go and do the best that you can do but your parents don't know your kids are still going to be mad at you for something exactly yeah yeah there's always going to be reasons because I mean children aren't never going to understand why are parents doing what they're doing? Mm-hmm. Like they don't have the mental capacity yet until they're adults to to understand that. Yeah, exa- exactly yeah. that. I actually had a conversation with a friend. I hope she doesn't mind me sharing this story. I will offer no names. Uh, just last week. And she was saying how um, a friend of hers is almost doing 
the exact opposite of what her parents did to her, but it's almost a detriment. Mm-hmm. So um, her parents almost kind of dismissed her opinion in anything because she was a middle child. Yeah. So the eldest or the youngest were always asked their opinions and she always felt completely left out. Whereas now that she, the middle child, is a parent herself, she is offering her child options in every single scenario and it's almost it's becoming the the child is becoming or creating issues of its own because it's almost just given too much freedom too much option and it's never just a no you need to go and do this or no it's bedtime now it's do you want to go to bed now or do you want to go to bed in half an hour i don't actually know if that's the thing but you know it's there's options always the child is almost given too many freedoms and i would said to this friend i was like i wonder what as an adult that child is going to struggle with being put in a box and told, no, you have to do this, is probably going to be a bit of a struggle. Unless this parent, this child is still quite young, so unless this parent then changes her tact. But it's it's interesting to, that she's gone the complete 180. We probably shouldn't talk about parenting. We don't know enough We're about not, it. Not experienced We're not experienced enough. at all. So, But it's, it's that kind of... Yeah. We hold these resentments and they change our behaviours. Uh going forward but they also fill us with this negativity and darkness which changes our behaviors for the worse our energy is brought down our, our negativity comes to the surface more often uh, we find it harder to be compassionate we find it harder to um use our ahimsa and be kind and so on and so on and so on so this is why essentially yeah forgiveness is an important part of our practice yeah it's Good for a general feeling of lightness, I think, and happiness. Yeah, definitely. You just ruin your own day. Yes. <laughs> so, how is forgiveness linked to yoga? You know, we could talk about it in our like parenting or things that have gone wrong, but when we, when it comes to yoga, so one of the niyamas is our self study. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, when we dive into our self study, and we do our self study to figure out how we can implement our Ahimsa, or all our yamas and our niyamas. If you have no idea what they are, go listen to season one. Um, so these are our, essentially our steps to help us reach enlightenment. They're the first first two of the um, steps to enlightenment, our yamas and our niyamas. Um, so if we go through our self-study and we're working out all this stuff that we've got going on we've figured out that actually we're quite negative towards other people or violent towards other people maybe violent to ourselves perhaps we tell the odd lie perhaps we've created our whole life on a lie all of this kind of stuff um we could get really mad i'm gonna go for self-forgiveness first because from part of the self-study we can become really really pissed off at ourselves and just be like oh my god i'm a lost cause i'm useless blah 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 and therefore you're almost layering on more negativity more violence more well it is kind of a lie to yourself and you're stealing the opportunity to go a kind of um to move forward and grow as a person and all the other steps that it will actually then stop you from taking so part of our yoga practice needs to be forgiving our own past actions forgiving past dawn forgiving past alex for whatever actions we feel are now hindering us from moving forwards because it's done it is done there's nothing we can do about anything that happened from the last second that passed nothing we can do about it um 
if something really, if I said something in this podcast that did upset Dawn, which I hope I don't, uh, I would do my utmost to make sure that I've apologised and fix it as best I can. But after that, there is no point, and I hope Dawn would agree, there's no point in me dwelling on it, being mad at myself anymore, um, because I've I've said I'm sorry, and Dawn has hopefully forgiven me because she said she forgives easily. Wasu, just, 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 just. Um, uh, so hopefully we then just draw a line in the sand and then move past it. Whereas if, imagine if Dawn held on to that or I was just like, well, I'm such a shit person. What's the point in apologising? That's a bit extreme. That probably would yeah. never happen. <laughs> However, some people would hate to see that they've done wrong. So therefore they don't apologise. I actually know someone like that. It's exhausting. Yeah. Actually exhausting. All they do is blame other people. It's mad. You're like, what? Yeah. Why don't you just apologise? Well, it's not my fault. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Literally. But, um, so it would then cause some kind of rift within our friendship. And then it would prevent us perhaps from even, off, well, it would prevent us from perhaps uh, having our friendship, from doing this podcast. And again, we're just holding on to that negativity, which could then potentially be detrimental to our own development, especially down the yoga path that I kind of went off the off tangent there. Um, I think as well, when you think about forgiving yourself for past actions yeah a you can't go back and change it and b i think it's just you know to take a step back and maybe try and just learn from it as well you might have wronged yourself at some point like for me for example back at university i got into loads of debt that had a detrimental effect through my 20s and there was many times that i cursed myself like why did you do that like just hating on it because i'd almost made my life a whole lot more difficult but also step back and learn from it right what can I learn from that how can I change those actions going forward but yeah ultimately I can't I can't go and undo it so all I can do is work hard to pay off the debt learn from that experience but also everything we've done has shaped us into who we are today so we might have made mistakes but that everything's like shaped us into the person that we've become whether they're good experiences or bad experiences they've all had a, a something to play in our in our life yeah exactly what I was going to say yeah. next it's all part of that learning curve that allows us to move forward and um if you don't if essentially if you mess up and you don't learn from it it's almost a missed opportunity and if you don't learn from it it's almost harder to forgive yourself because you've just made a made an error or you feel you fucked up for no reason so if you can you can learn a lesson from everything that you do positive or negative um but yeah no i love that and if you think about everything within our mindfulness it's all that focus on being very present and by dwelling on things that we've had or done in the past so if dawn just constantly dwelled on the fact that she got into debt at uni the odds are she's going to carry those behaviors forward because she's going to convince herself that she's bad with money and therefore, she's going to continue to be bad with money because when we tell ourselves something, you can almost guarantee that it comes into reality in the present. So it's about being very present, not dwelling on things that have happened in the past, but learning from them, absolutely, within your self-study, um, forgiving, and then moving forward, or learning from them and then moving forward. Yeah, big, big links to Ahimsa and Satya isn't it as well yeah. as obviously as well as the self-study but yeah and mindfulness as well, yeah all, the, all of it being present yeah 
I feel like if you've got to this episode, having listened to all the others, that hopefully it all makes sense and you'll very easily be able to forgive people anyway. God, I hope so. That would be lovely if everyone's just like, I'm not even mad anymore. I actually had an arch nemesis and now I'm now fine with it. Yeah. <laughs> They've applied their AHIMSA level 100. Yeah. How, how do you think we should go about forgiving um, ourselves or others? We can you know, talk about both. Well, yeah. Okay, if you... So when it comes to... It was weird. When I first looked into this topic and started reading about it, I don't... I don't think much like anyone, it had really crossed my path. You're told, like Dawn said at the beginning, as a child, that you should forgive people. It's part of the Catholic upbringing that I had. You know, forgiveness is important. Um, so I'd never, but I'd never really thought about how you forgive someone. In my teenage years, if I had a rift or a problem or an argument with one of my girlfriends, it was a case of you just feel like you get over it. And I don't know, for me, somehow that doesn't feel the same as forgiving Um, because in Dawn's um, definition forgiveness does not mean forgetting nor does it mean condoning or uh, excusing excusing sorry couldn't read writing (laughs) excusing offenses Um, and it is almost that you just kind of oh I'm just letting it off letting them off the hook that's almost how it felt with when I was a teenager especially yes very much the forgetting as well probably Mm -hmm. because it was quite an insignificant thing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah so uh if a girlfriend, a dumb thinking high school girlfriend, kissed a boy that you fancied, yeah. oh my god! But five minutes later, you fancy someone else anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Um, and it is, you just forget that it happens, and there's no real conversation about it, there's no nothing. And it, it never really felt like it was forgiveness to me, it was always just felt like I'm just over it, whatever, moving past. Can't be bothered to have this negativity in my life, whatever. So maybe I was quite yogic anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So when I first started reading into forgiveness as a topic, I was like, well, actually, that's a really good point. Step by step, how do you go about forgiving someone? Would you have any clue where to start? No, only only kind of what I've touched on already is is just taking into account what where they came from and why they did what they did if they've done you know done something like that but yeah not I yeah I wouldn't know what it would be like as an actual process and I think to myself oh have I ever had a need to really forgive but then I mean there probably is a hundred times and there is yeah there must be things god yeah I mean I think we've any time that we've been really hurt in our lives we've had to unless we're still holding on to that hurt and resentment which is often the case uh I think We've, we will have gone through some kind of process to forgive. And I'm not saying that this has to be the process. I'm not saying that you must do it this way or it's wrong. You're all going to have your own different way. But this is a really lovely way to kind of start to dwell on perhaps bigger things where we really do hold on to resentments. I would say, and I'd done a lot more work than I realised on this, I am going to use my ex-husband as the example we've talked about him before on this haven't we that's not a shock it's not a bombshell I don't think think no I think he's come up before um so obviously I think in any relationship breakup especially if it was messy and I wouldn't say mine was tidy at all uh there's all the emotions of grieving a lost relationship anyway getting over the heartache of it and often there is anger especially if the other person has messed up which it was the case in in my divorce or in leaving him he messed up um and it took a while before I got to a point where I realized 
I wasn't actually angry at him anymore. It, I got to a point where I just kind of, I got it. He did what he did. It was no reflection on me. And yeah, I realized I didn't feel angry for, for at him anymore. I didn't feel angry at what he did or what he put me through or anything like that. It was just a deep sense of, fuck that poor guy. Yeah, and that really plays on the, the it not meaning forgetting because you definitely haven't forgotten it and you definitely don't condone or excuse the behaviour, but I suppose you've naturally come to the forgiveness. Yeah, and it was only when I went to therapy and my therapist said, what emotion do you have towards him now? And I was like, oh, just compassion. Mm. And it was, uh, it was a slow process, but I spent, Dawn will know, uh, I spent years after it working on myself and figuring this shit out. And that's where I studied loads of this yoga stuff, working on it. And I, it had happened bit by bit by bit. Um, and I think that what my point was is it's not a quick process, especially if you have been really hurt by someone um, or by yourself. If you feel like you've really let yourself down, it is not a slow process. Uh, sorry, it is a slow process. It's not a fast process. If it's a big thing, if it's a small thing, um, your <laughs> boyfriend slash husband doesn't take the bins out. <laughs> yeah. The classic. Um, then that can be a quick process. You know. uh, yeah, I've got, I've got I've got a great example of where I've forgiven recently. I've not forgotten, and I'm not, I'm not <laughs> condoning the behaviour yet. Um, so it's my birthday the other week, and my husband. You're bringing this up already. Yeah, my husband got me. I'm going with the birthday card. Now he loves to be a prankster, a joker. He tells all the jokes. He's quite rude about people, like to their faces, unapologetically. And he got me a birthday card that said, "Happy birthday, you fucking fossil." Sorry for the swearing. Um, and I think it just caught me by surprise because he'd been very sweet up until my birthday, and I was expecting maybe something cute and cuddly. And I got this, and was like, "I've just yeah, I've not forgotten it. I mean, I've forgiven him because he was just trying to be funny, and ultimately he just failed. So in a way, compassion towards him, he failed on that front, but definitely not forgotten it, and I'm not excusing it. <laughs> and I probably will get revenge, but at least it's in something. Uh, yeah, I can get vengeance." Well, that means it's not forgiven, though, isn't it? If I well, if I, I want to get vengeance, if it's vengeance in a jokey manner, yeah, it's it's more it's not real vengeance. It's well, okay, you made a joke. I'm following this joke through. Yeah, he's probably gonna get like a Zimmer frame or some just for men. Not that he has any hair to dye or you anything. Get him that caffeine shampoo. Yeah, I'm gonna get him the Alpachin caffeine shampoo, and hopefully his hair will grow back. Um, but yeah, just take the piss. Maybe some anti wrinkle cream. Or some granddad slippers. <laughs> he probably has granddad slippers, let's be honest. He doesn't. Yeah, no slippers. Shocked. Shocked. <laughs> Neil definitely strikes me as the green tweed slipper type. Mm-hmm. Oh, but he'd love them, that's the issue. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe yeah. get them in a size up. The Zimmer frame it is then. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's a brilliant one, I love it. But yeah, so Dawn's forgiven Neil's behaviour and taken it as it was meant, as much as it could be hurtful at the time, as was hurtful at the time. She's taken it as the joke that it was meant. And Neil does deliver jokes very well sometimes. If you ever see him in real life, he'll probably ask you about, was it his plumber friend or something? The electrician, gas man, whatever it is. His sister. His sister. Yeah. He'll, uh, yeah. Yeah. he'll try and tell you a story. <laughs> it's not funny. After the fourth time he said it. <laughs> Dawn's birthday was, what, two, three weeks ago? Mm-hmm. So she's over it already. Something big where, for instance 
perhaps even drawn at her own self for getting into debt at uni was a longer thing that's caused her long-term effects um, and repercussions. So that may, may take a lot of more time. Me and my ex-husband is going to take more time. And do you think you can go back and forth as well? So like I would have periods of time where I feel like I'd forgive myself for getting into debt. But then other times, I think when it, it, it affected my life again, for some reason, say like credit scores or what have you, you'd then get, I'd get angry again at, at myself. You know, so you can probably, do you think you can wave back and forth or do you think that just means the forgiveness is not completely gone yet? I would say the forgiveness isn't complete yet. Um, as much as you've made work on it, headway on it, etc., it's probably, you've not yeah. quite got there yet. And so... Um, it just means a little bit more work is is needed, and that's that's fair enough. Um, so, how to do it? Step one: you're going to have to sit in that event um, a little bit. You're going to have to think about it. And usually, Dawn and I are all about the stay in the present, don't think back, don't look forward. Da, 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 da. But if these things are having detrimental effect on your current day life mm-hmm. or causing a, ne- a negative energy in your life, then it's time to actually do the work. And you can't do self work without looking back. Yeah, you need to, yeah, as much as we don't say dwell on the past, you do need to look at it to learn from it and take a moment. 100%. So let's say, um, well, I'll use, I'll use the Mm ex-husband. So let's say I'm still mad. I haven't forgiven him yet. Um, But it's affecting my current relationship. Uh, I can't trust Mossy because of the effects of my previous husband's mm-hmm. um, actions so therefore I need to absolutely work on this so it might just be okay so I look back on it and I really think about it and I learn from it okay well what can I learn from it and it might be a case of looking at his behavior but it'll be more about dwelling on yourself if you sit there and think of the behavior and all I do is blame him blame him blame him well he's a dickhead he did this he did that he did the other it's going to be very difficult to learn or grow in myself because all I'm doing is placing the blame on him so I need to look at my own behaviors which can be really shitty because uncomfortable yeah very uncomfortable because you are you're diving into the things that you don't want to dive into and it might be the fact that I maybe changed for him or I wasn't being my authentic self or um, I I don't know maybe I pushed him away because I worked too much or and I was working long hours then I don't think I'd actually come up with that one on my own mm-hmm. um, but not crazy long but long Um, maybe it was the fact that I didn't help his self-confidence because of the the way I acted or the things I said or who I hung out with or whatever it might have been Um, you know and so it could have been things like that and it was like well maybe I wasn't treating him with mindful action or compassion or mindful words and you know maybe I said some things that upset him and therefore all of these little things built up over time and I was unaware and therefore they pushed him to do what he did. Mm-hmm. And I've taken some responsibility there, which instantly makes him seem less like a villain. Yeah, there's normally a reason that, yeah, it is looking at your behaviours, because there's normally some something that's gone on between both people for that to happen. Yeah, unless unless I married a complete narcissist or yeah. dickhead, yeah. which could be the case. Yeah, but yeah they definitely exist, but... Yeah, I'm hoping you 
had a good judge of character. He wasn't a narcissistic asshole, but the situation happened through actions on both sides. Yeah, let's assume it. And if we just go through life that everyone who wrongs us is a narcissistic asshole or a narcissist full stop, then we're going to really struggle with our own self-work and we also probably have to look at why we keep attracting narcissists. <laughs> yeah, and we've also got to take, respons- yeah, take responsibility for our own, yeah. our own parts to play. We are not perfect, no. as much as you might think Dawn and I are. <laughs> understand but we're not uh so you have to look at your own part it within within the discrepancy the thing that's upset you so let's say i do that and i'm not saying again that would be all in one sitting it might be that i just sit and meditate on this stuff and by meditating i don't mean om on the mat you know up on a mountain on a cushion whatever it could just be a case of laying in your bed of one evening, one afternoon, whatever, or sitting in your bed with a cup of tea, whatever it might be, curling up in the sunshine. You could write it down, you could just think about it, whatever it might be, and be really, really real with yourself. And like Dawn said, that's going to be uncomfortable. It is. Uh, And it might be that you figure out one thing that you've done, and then you could perhaps come back to it another time when you feel up to it and you realise another few things. So it's just being incredibly real. And from that, by being real, you can learn from it. So let's say I've realised that I was, um, I'll go with the work too much because it's really easy. Um, so, okay, well, maybe to make sure that I give Mossy the time and our relationship, the time it deserves, maybe I need to look at my work hours. Am I still working too much? Am I working more than what he is comfortable with? And that might require a conversation, but whatever. I can start to bring it forward into my current relationship to ensure that patterns that happened in my prior relationship don't happen again. So we've done that. Then another one, and I would argue, or our next step, so let's say we've learned all our lessons. We've gone mm-hmm. through We've gone through the situation multiple times and we've learned everything we feel we can learn. But again, you could circle back to this at a later date. So second step, again, on another day, probably. This is kind of a meditation. I can't remember if you've done this meditation with me before. Um, did you ever do my five-step meditation? I don't know. Oh, okay. I don't think I have. Oh, lovely. Um, so... A forgiveness meditation, it requires an element of uh, (laughs) daydreaming, (laughs) so visualisation. So I would ask or suggest that you sit in a meditative position, so I would suggest sitting upright because I don't know how much you guys meditate, but if you meditate laying down, the odds are you'll fall asleep. So, (laughs) yep. So I recommend sitting on the floor or on a chair or on the sofa, but with your back upright with minimal back support. Lower back support, yes, but not upper back. Because as soon as you've got upper back, you lean back, and the odds are, once again, you fall asleep. So, uh, we know how it is to be an adult. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And I would suggest this, purely so you do get that real um, sense of concentration. You're not just dozing off. Now, with this, you then start to picture the person that you're mad at. So, I would sit and picture my ex-husband. And you are, you could be standing opposite each other, let's say about a metre and a half, two metres apart. So you're not right up in their face, because that's a confrontational place to be. Um, Or you might daydream in a whole different direction. (laughs) Ooh, kinky. Um, So in a normal conversational distance, and it's in a very neutral setting. Don't picture yourself somewhere, for instance, I wouldn't picture myself within mine and my ex's marital home, because that's very, it's not neutral ground. So almost like you're out for a coffee sat across the table mm-hmm. that kind of 
neutral setting. So you're not automatically bringing up other triggers or things that upset you straight away because you could then go off in a daydream and get sad about the fact that you you miss that home or whatever it might be or the sofa you had to leave behind or whatever it might be. My George Foreman. Maybe work on the attachment if that comes up. <laughs> Good point, Dawn. Yeah. Yes, other steps. Oh, we're covering everything yeah. today. Um, and you would picture them as clearly as you possibly can within this neutral setting. And then you would essentially ask them for forgiveness. And again, if you've not looked at the situation and your own behaviours within this situation and learnt from it, that's going to be very hard. Because you're going to be like, please forgive me. And then you're going to be like, fuck off. I, I don't need him to, or her to forgive me. I need to forgive them. And so it instantly triggers you. So it's very important to make sure you've done the groundwork first. So first, please forgive me. And you don't, you don't have to say it out loud, literally in your head, imagining you're saying it to said person. I'm sorry, please forgive me. And you then imagine them saying back, as clearly as you can, I forgive you. And then you imagine them asking the same thing. So they say, I am sorry, please forgive me. And then you, in your head again, imagine yourself saying, I am sorry, I forgive you. And essentially it's a back and forth. Now you could go through that process, you could do that once, you could do it 10 times in a row. But I would recommend, especially early days, just doing it the once, just a quick, almost like a quick conversation. Now, the first time you do it, it's probably going to be hard. It's probably going to trigger you. It's probably going to feel really uncomfortable. You're going to be mad. Uh, you might feel a bit sick. You might feel a bit upset. Whatever emotion is behind you, behind that, that hurt, that action that's caused the pain in your life, it's, it's going to be uncomfortable. So don't feel like you're going to walk away from it feeling like, oh my God, amazing. However, you may well feel a sense of lightness afterwards you might just feel like you've let go of this holding on to this grudge this hate this anger this darkness you might just feel the, the grip loosen a little bit because you've taken a step to moving forward so then it'll be a case of coming back to it again and again and again over weeks months mm -hmm. years until you feel you can completely let go now it's definitely easy for me now to do it with my ex, very, very easy. I don't feel like I need to do it anymore. There's not a lot there. There was, I was working on this with someone who, is, I guess it was with work stuff. I definitely was holding some resentments and some grudges and some annoyances there. And I would find myself saying quite harsh things about them. And I'm like, what are you, what are you doing? You're not a bitch. You're not a dickhead. Why are you stooping to their level? And so I did, I did the forgiveness work with them and Oh, they're such a prat that they they continue to mess up. However, it might take some rework. But again, again, I'm let, letting it go. I would. I don't know if it's complete, but my behaviour or my feelings towards them is a lot more neutral than it it was. Yeah, and as much as yeah, they might still mess up, etc. But it's, it shouldn't be having the same negative impact on your day when it happens. No, no, absolutely not. They don't have any impact on my life at all anymore no. so it's it's quite different but it's it takes work and it's it if you go into this thinking one and done you're going to be surprised and you're probably not going to feel the benefits of it it is a case if this is something that you really need to work on if this is a deep rooted hurt that's been within you for 
which has been in, within you for a while, then you're going to need to come back to it. And only come back to it when you're feeling good. Yeah. Don't, if you're in a really, really negative down state, due to other things perhaps, then this might not be the time to do it. No, go back and listen to the happiness one <laughs> episode and uh, work on those things, like the gratitudes, if you're not feeling happy. Exactly. And then work on this when you're feeling in a place where you can be really real, really open with yourself, in control, level-headed, etc., etc. Don't do this in a state of high emotion. However, if you are in a state of high emotion due to the thing that you need to forgive, maybe it is a time to start being really freaking real with yourself and force yourself to sit down and think about it or journal about it or write pen to paper. What can I learn from this? Why is it still getting to me so much? So there is, if you're in a down state due to things that aren't connected, I wouldn't go near this kind of meditation. If you're in a down state due to things that are connected, I think it might be a time to be real, really real with it. And it's a good time to think about those lessons because you might, from that, put a stop to the negative energy that's coming up because you're suddenly like, oh, wait, I'm in control of this. Yeah. It is no longer in control of me. So um, we can take a lot from uh, just the timing of this forgiveness work. Sometimes sometimes you have to rip off the band-aid, don't you? Yeah. Great, great yeah. analogy. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. So, yeah, um, I feel like that's the steps for me. Yeah. There might be other, other ways of doing it, absolutely. You might have a different process, but for me that works, and it works every time. And you're taking a situation which you could deem negative from your life and turning it into a positive. And for me that creates so much power within your own life that you're only going to feel better about it. Oh, and you can do exactly the same thing for yourself. That's what I was going to yeah. say. So if, for instance, Dawn wanted to do the work on her getting into debt as a student, Dawn would picture, student Dawn, and it could be a case of she could just picture herself as she is now, or she could perhaps look back at her uni pictures, <laughs> which could be fun, yeah. and um, and picture younger Dawn. And because younger Dawn, it's it's easier to be kinder because Dawn sees herself now as she sees herself in the mirror. Whereas if she looks at younger Dawn, you could almost see it as a different person, can't you? Yeah. Yeah. And so it's then easier to apply. Because so she gets a picture of her, her, her uni self in her mind and then works on it exactly the same way. What can I learn from it? What have I learned from it? What have I changed because of it? Blah, 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 blah. What behaviours? Whatever it might be. And then she does the forgiveness work of, I forgive you, Dawn. And use your actual name. Don't be like, I forgive me. Go, Dawn. Use your name. Although, actually, maybe you're saying me as well. I forgive me. It's quite a powerful thing to say. Yeah. Yeah. I think the biggest thing, the biggest thing I suppose I'm taking from all the forgiveness is literally using that compassion. Um, especially back towards myself. The more we've talked about it, I sit here thinking, well, actually, yeah, younger Dawn did mess up and get into debt. But A, I have amazing memories of my time at uni. Um, I made great friends, you know, I had a great time. I also was just doing, I didn't, know, I didn't know any different at that point. You know, I was doing what I thought was okay. You know, I didn't, I hadn't learned hugely about finances. I knew enough to get credit cards, but I didn't know <laughs> enough to um, manage it all. And I can, I mean, I could even go back and have some resentment towards parents for not teaching me that or school for not teaching me that. But equally, it's the compassion of like, you know, it, it is what it is. And it's, 
I've learned from it, and there was good times. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Weirdly, uh, Mossy and I were talking about this on our dog walk last night. So um, I, it really frustrates me how little I did. But business studies at A level. Mm. Business studies at A level. I was saying to Mossy how little we learn about money. Yeah. How little we learn about money management. Never learn in business studies how to do a tax return. Like nothing like that. And every time anything came up with solo trader or entrepreneur or anything like that, it was almost belittled and pushed down. And it was no, no, no. Go for the employed route. And they taught you everything you needed to know about being employed. They even taught you how to write a CV. But they never taught you how to actually look after yourself. They never taught you how to, what bills were, how to set up a bank account. Nothing like that. And God, I hope it's different for his kids. I really do. I, do, I, I agree. That's something. And it, it dumbfounded me at one point when I met a friend who had no idea what a credit card was. They're like, I've heard of a credit card, but I don't get, I don't get the point of it. To be fair, that's probably a good, innocent mindset to be in because then you're not going to use it. But it's also not if you are going to use it and not know what happens or or things like i don't know how many people know about like when you have a credit card and sometimes you do like a balance transfer but then you buy things as well and you might be getting an interest free on certain bits of it but you need to look at the small print at which bits are getting paid off when you make your monthly payments because you'll suddenly be stung with interest that you didn't think you were going to have. And I just think so much of that stuff should, we, we should give, be learned that, we should be learned that, <laughs> get English right. We should be taught things like that at school and like mortgages and yeah, the whole, the whole of it. Like it always, it always amazes me now. Like my husband is, bless him, he's, he's just gone along and I mean he's always considered that you have to pay a credit card off in full every month so that's probably a good thing he's got a credit card he pays it off in full every month and um, probably sounds amazing to a lot of people out there but he doesn't know about anything else you know he wouldn't know where to look for savings accounts and stuff like that you know and then it's just you're so easily led as well by unscrupulous banks which is a lot better these days but but that was my downfall as well back at uni. Should people, another another thing to forgive, should I, uh, should those banks have lent me that much money when I was a student with no income? No. Exactly, they shouldn't, but I forgive, it's the way the world works back then, their businesses, they've got to make money. That's, you know, at the end of the day, they were doing what they, that was acceptable, it was legal, so they did it which seems insane and that's when the bigger forgiveness comes along isn't yeah. it like oh my god if we go down the route of trying to forgive Hitler and banks and the government big pharma <laughs> and all of the horrible things the, the rainforest destruction you can go down a huge rabbit hole with this stuff but it's I would pick your battles and start with the stuff closer to home first yeah <laughs> really would um yeah no you're absolutely right and it's just Mossy and I had a very real discussion about how we're going to teach his girls about money mm. because his eldest asked for a pair of trainers that are very expensive <laughs> for her birthday and he's like I'll give you some money towards them but it's like he's like she has no idea how much money that is it, you know she's 13 years old and what 13 year old does know really um so we're gonna get them. We're gonna get them those kid bank accounts. Yeah. And essentially, they'll have like three or four little things that they need to achieve, and then each time they get X amount of money put into their bank account, and it's like their their way of doing it. And we'll set them up a savings account and all sorts of things. But we want to give them a better grounding than what both of us had. We've come from quite different backgrounds with money, but both Mossy and I have also developed 
poor money habits due to what we learned from our parents. Again, like Dawn said right at the beginning, it's forgiving our parents for the, the mismanagement, however they thought might have been best at the time, perhaps has left us feeling a little bit neglected. But then we also could be mad at the schools and everything else since then. It's, oh, God, yeah. So there's a lot to work on. There's always a lot to work on, isn't there? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's definitely... You've definitely sat with the way you were brought up with money or society's brought you up with money and learnt from it. You've just taken note of that, right? What's the lessons to be learned? Like, we really touched on right at the start. What's the lessons to be learned? The lessons to learn, you can pass on to the children mm-hmm. in a good way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And hopefully they do better than what Mossy or I do. We, ju- we can just hope, but they'll probably come away from it with, my bloody parents did it X, Y, and Z. And, you know, we, pro- we won't get it right. There will be some things we do get right and there'll be some things that we get really, really wrong. I think this, this makes me think back to um, when I was younger, I remember an instance where my parents were trying to teach us good money habits. And it was like, we, me and my sister both wanted some rollerblades. So we had, um, we, could, we could earn the money little jobs were worth different amounts of money so like doing the dusting was like 50p which sounds ridiculous but back then obviously that was <laughs> worth more money um, I'm not I'm not ancient but that's worth more money <laughs> I got 20p from the tooth fairy when I was a kid exactly exactly yeah I think these days you'd expect maybe a tenner or at least for washing the car wouldn't you whereas I swear I got about two pounds for that. <laughs> but we you know we had this end goal we wanted me and my sister both wanted to buy rollerblades so we had to work to earn it but Overall, that should have taught me a good lesson, but I think that overall, my resentment is because it, it wasn't demonstrated. And as I've become an adult, seeing actually, no, my parents were not good with money. That was them trying to teach us, but, but I think I took yeah, more from the bad. Their actions. Their actions, rather than what they were trying to teach me. <laughs> oh, it's all good intentions, mm-hmm. isn't it? It's terrifying, this parenting thing. Anyone yeah. is welcome to give me any advice. <laughs> Especially if you're a step-parent. I want to know all of your tricks. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, we have definitely veered, veered off track slightly. Oh, God, we have. But um, how can we think about forgiveness on the yoga mat? So, very good question. We, I would say that this one is probably more towards uh, self-forgiveness. But there could be forgiveness of others and they're probably going to be smaller things so the teacher says or does something that you don't particularly like is there any point in really ruining the rest of your practice by holding a grudge no literally try and just forgive them then and they're they're doing the best that they can talking back to that teacher that i had at the gym Mm -hmm. that really triggered me i um forgave her as quickly as i possibly could realizing that she was in the industry the same industry that i am in trying to help people therefore she's probably doing the best she knows yeah therefore there's no point in me me being mad at her yeah i just let that go uh or forgave her not just let it go because i've not forgotten yeah and i do not condone yeah. <laughs> um so it's again if the teacher does something if someone <laughs> if someone keeps farting in class <laughs> uh then just don't be mad at them it is what it is yeah I've clearly just had too many chickpeas this week um if someone goes into your favorite spot they don't know forgive it let it go it doesn't matter uh there's no point in ruining your own yoga class however for a new person in yoga it's really really careful really really important to forgive yourself for not getting there earlier how often do you get people who come in for a massage or start yoga with you that go i wish i'd started this years ago yeah definitely it's such a common thing we hear it all of the time and 
there's no point. Someone could really hold on to that and become really beat themselves up about it. And what's the point? You didn't start years ago. So make the most of now. Exactly. Just, okay, well, fine. I'm going to make this a thing. I'm going to learn from my past actions of not doing it and um, start practicing and practicing the best I possibly can. Uh, So I would say that it's more the self-forgiveness and if you miss a practice there's no point in beating yourself up about it it is what it is you for, you missed a practice for whatever reasons you had at that given point you weren't well you were tired you just weren't in the mindset for it whatever it might be forgive yourself everything kind of happens for a reason in some respects you know you, you didn't come to practice because you actually really wanted to focus on that whatever activity it was um doesn't matter you should just get back on your mat move on um, because holding on to it, holding on to that resentment causes nothing but a negative energy within you. Um, and if you keep constantly beating yourself up about it, you might sack off yoga altogether because, well, every time I miss a practice, I feel like shit. So I'm not going to do any practices and then boom, problem solved. Probably a massive overreaction. Yeah. However, it's the negative thoughts that start that lead us to that kind of stupid behavior. And I will quite boldly say stupid. Yeah. I always think that when we talk about how these things can be relevant on the mat, I think it really goes nicely with last week's habits as well, where it's like a circumstantial thing. I think it's lovely to associate your mat with all of these things. Mm-hmm. And so when you get on that mat, you instantly forgive yourself and you instantly are kind to yourself. Like just starting to associate it, right? Like, you know, it's, a, well, it's hard to describe, but like that mat is almost like this special sacred place that you're on and you're a full yogi so you can think about all these things and yeah it's just not yeah yeah just to associate being on the mat with being more yogic and it triggers you to think about these things i love that idea it totally makes sense and yeah yeah you're being you're incorporating everything into your practice it's not just the physical asana it or the poses it's the it's the mind set behind it as well comes into your practice every single time and if you bring forgiveness and compassion kindness the habit of the all of the um yamas and the niyamas then boom you're going to have a better practice that's where it's really stuck with me when you came back from nepal about like not stepping on other mats uh, i think because i now do associate my mat with like that sort of almost sacred place that it's, it's mine and my thoughts and feelings and everything are in that mat mm-hmm. and I don't want someone stepping on it and ruining that vibe. And, yeah, not to have attachment because I am equally like, well, when I need a new mat, I need a new mat. But, yeah, it's the nice little place. Exactly. Some teachers are really, like, opposite on that, aren't they? They're like, yeah, you know, share it. Sharing's caring and all this. Wander around. Walk on other people's mats. I am like, no way. <laughs> Verrucas for a start. Like, no, just no. Um, and I do feel like there is an element of sacred. Is that the right word? Sacredness? Yeah. <laughs> to your space and make it your space. Make it feel like a, a place you want to be. And getting to your yoga mat is going to be significantly easier if it's a place where you feel good in every single way. Um, it fills you up with all the positive energies. I think we've done forgiveness, don't we? We have, yeah. Well, well covered. I think that's really good. And a whole lot... Yeah, enjoyed it. It was good. Yeah. I think Dawn was sceptical on this one. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> Possibly. Um, 
but no it's been great and we well follow us on instagram and like and share and review and all of those things yes please do all the good stuff um sh- uh, follow us on or subscribe on all of the regular podcast platforms that really does help us and leaving a review there would be great talk to us on our socials as well um you can also email us via the website yogalife.com or yoga life podcast on instagram couldn't remember what it was called <laughs> but yeah all of it makes such a big difference to a growing podcast so thank you each and every one of you for continually coming back and listening to our yoga ramblings i enjoy myself yeah it's always nice i'll see you next week Bye.